Hey all, it's AJ here from Sports Chaplaincy South Africa. We've all heard of horrific career-ending injuries in sport. In pro sports, this can be especially devastating and can shatter your career in an instant. In this podcast, our Bruce Naden speaks to Kaiser Chiefs footballer Brandon Peterson, telling us his story, the heartbreak of suffering a career-threatening injury so early in his promising career and how he faced the challenge. It's a great story for those of us that need a message of encouragement for recovery recovery during major setbacks whether in a pro sport career or in life. Remember having someone in your corner like Bruce was as a chaplain to Brandon can make a huge difference. Give us a listen on any of your favorite podcast apps like Spotify, Google Podcasts or Podbean and search for Call Up Podcast where faith meets sport and life. The Call Up Podcast where faith meets sport and life. This is brought to you by Sports Chaplaincy South Africa. Well, it's an absolute privilege and honour for me to introduce Brandon Peterson. Brandon is just someone I've got so much respect for, loves Jesus, loves his family, loves sports, loves people. Just an incredible role model. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Hey Bruce, um, thank you very much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this podcast and having a nice chat with you. Yeah, we're looking forward to it too. And uh, I understand congratulations are in order because you and your wife, Liesl, have just delivered, well, she's delivered your third child. So congratulations. Thank you very much, Bruce. Eh? <laughs> it's definitely a, a, a bit of a challenging time because having, having three under the age of four, it's not really easy <laughs> but I mean it's been it's been a blessing and we've been enjoying the time I mean I'm at home for a few weeks so it's been really nice spending time with the family you know and watching the little one grow and seeing how the my other two interacts with him you know so it's been it's been a blessing he certainly didn't hang around you only got married a few years ago and then subsequently you've you've uh, had three kids in less than four years so that's yes. uh, that's pretty rapid going Brandon <laughs> I mean, God said, be fruitful and multiply, so... Well, well you certainly took that command very seriously. Yes. <laughs> Plans for any more? No. That is my last one. <laughs> okay, so we're not, looking at, we're not looking for an 11-a-side football team or a, a Peterson futsal team here. At first, I said I'll, um, I'm willing to have a 5-a-side team, but I mean, I think three, three is enough now. Okay. Okay. Well, well, this episode is not supposed to be about family planning, so maybe we'll dive into a conversation uh, for today. Maybe, maybe people will need to go elsewhere if they want information on family planning. But yes. So let's dive in, Brandon. Anybody who knows anything about football knows that goalkeepers tend to make their debuts and mature a little later than most other positions on the field, and. Here you are, it's pretty unprecedented, making your debut at 19 years of age. Just tell us about that moment and what it meant to you. I remember it was after I matriculated. Prior to that, I trained with the first team, you know, when, when there were school holidays and on a weekend. So I was kind of, I won't say I was ready, but I was kind of um, familiar with the, with the whole setup and all that. And I remember in 2013, there was a goalkeeping crisis in the first team because they had injuries. And I remember the game, I, I was 
on the bench was against Kaiser Chiefs. And I think that was the the second or the could have been the second last game of the season. And I was on the bench. Sean Roberts was playing. And him getting a head injury in the game. And I was sitting, didn't even pay attention to the whole situation. I was just so starstruck that I was sitting on the bench against Kaiser Chiefs and the stadium was packed. And someone had to call me and say, you have to go warm up. And I was like, what, me? Okay. And I went to go warm up. And then obviously things started becoming real. And it was like, I might have to go on because he has a head injury. Eventually, he didn't come off. He continued, he finished the game. But then after that game, they obviously did concussion test and all that. And he had a concussion. And I remember the coach, Mushin Itagaral, coming to me and telling me, I'm playing the next game. From that day that he told me that I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. And I was so nervous, excited, because I'm going to make my debut. And I won't say it's something I've been dreaming of for years, but I wanted to be in the professional environment as a sports person, as an athlete. The moment was finally there for me. I played with players that's been in the game for, for long, that was playing at Ajax. And I think the game was just golden arrows away in Durban. And I remember just stepping on the field and I was nervous. After my first pass, all the nerves just went away. Yeah. And I enjoyed that game, you know, and I had senior players coming to me after every ball I catch as well done. And just that motivation from them made me enjoy my game so much that I had a blast. Not long after this, you, you end up becoming first choice goalkeeper. You're, you, you started to, to, to start a, a few more games. And as I said, at a very young age, you know, and you're at a club with strong European connections. You know, there, there were guys that went from Ajax Cape Town to Ajax Amsterdam. What were your hopes and ambitions at this stage of your career? It must have felt like, like the world was your oyster. Definitely, you know, at that time, especially because things moved so fast for me, you know, and that's when I really thought there must be something because me coming from in a space of six, six years, five, six years, going from an amateur club to signing my first pro contract and then obviously getting exposure to Europe. With Ajax, we went to Ajax Amsterdam and we competed in tournaments, you know, against the best, some of the best youngsters in the world, some of the guys we're seeing week in, week out playing Premier League, playing in the Eredivisie, in Bundesliga, all of that, you know, and those are guys we competed against, we had the opportunity. And I mean, for me at the time, that was an eye-opener and it was, it is possible for me to get there. I remember I had the opportunity in 2014 when I was, I was invited for trials at Ajax Amsterdam. And I remember going there and Tarstruck again, you know, it felt like my first league game all over again, even though I only went there to trial. Being with those guys you see on TV, coaches, legends of the game, training with Edwin van der Sar. It, it was amazing um, experience for me. Got, Got some good feedback, obviously, from from the guys over there. And really had some good chats with the goalkeeper coaches at that time at Ajax Amsterdam. And it was really amazing for me, you know. It's like I was dreaming because all of this is happening in the space of five, six years. Boy from Elsie's River, being exposed to all these things, you know, it's, it's definitely something that will amaze anyone. I remember coming back 
from Ajax Amsterdam, from the trial and just being so so revved up, excited to continue with the league and to, to do well because I know the opportunity is there and I've experienced it and it was just amazing for me. Yeah, and there must have been that sense, say, that, you, you know, you're playing in the first team, they like what they've seen, you know, maybe at the end of this season, who knows, you know, maybe I can land a contract at, at, at Amsterdam. I mean, was that, was that something you were thinking about at the time? Yes, definitely. Obviously, them inviting me for trials was was kind of an indication that, look, there is interest, even though it's, it might be a small interest, but I mean, there's interest at the end of the day. And that was, that was also a driving force for me to keep on doing well, to keep on improving my game, you know, and who knows that down the line, they might give me a call and ask for me to, to join the team. So, I mean, things have moved very, very quickly for you. You've had this incredible experience in Europe. You're playing in the first team. You're 20 years of age. At this stage of your life, what are you putting your success down to? It's all me. It was it was all me. Me from a, I mean from the time I started playing playing the bail tournaments, the engine tournaments, the Coke Cups, all of that, winning at people, raving about you, people coming to watch you, being in the first team, the supporters is there, and for me up until that time it was all me. I've done this, it's Brandon, people chanting my name, it's Brandon this, Brandon that. I felt good about myself, I felt good about my football, about my game. It was definitely all me. I've done all that, this is what I've achieved as a footballer. And if I didn't put in the hard work and all that, I wouldn't have been there. If I didn't think well of myself, I wouldn't have been there, you know. So it was basically just me. So a lot of pride, a lot of, yes. I've done this, it's all down to me. But God has ways, doesn't he, of interrupting us. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and not for one moment saying God caused this, because I think that would be a terrible picture for us to have of God. But you experienced an horrific injury, didn't you, uh, in yes. this period in your career? Just explain what happened, what was the incident, you know, what was the extent of the injury? Just after I came back from my trial at Ajax Amsterdam, it was in December 2014 and we had a game. That was the, the, I think it was the last game before we went on the break, on our Christmas break. We played Sundowns Pretoria and I started that game and I was so excited to play against Sundowns, you know, because Sundowns was one of the best teams, you know, and Obviously, being able to display my talent on that stage was amazing. And I know a lot of people would have been watching the game and a lot of scouts, a lot of agents, clubs, head bosses, everyone watching. And I remember the incident. I was, I was having a good game. It was in the first half. And I think it was around 20, 20th minute, around the 23rd minute. And for that 23 minutes, I had a, I had a good game. I enjoyed my game, coming out for crosses, you know, and making saves, keeping the team in the game. And then I collided. I came out for a ball on the edge of the box, came out to collect the ball and collided with Anthony Lafour, the striker at, at Sundowns at the time. And my knee just went inwards the way it's not supposed to go. So it went inwards and I just remember feeling things snapping. And... At the time, you know, you have adrenaline in your body. The pain is not that much, but I mean, you can see my leg was laying to the one side and obviously I was rushed off to hospital and it was only 
till I got back to Cape Town a few days later that I went for scans and all that because I went for a scan in Pretoria and the doctor said, look, it's fine, everything, and they just um, wrapped my leg. And I remember when we went back to the hotel, I was about to get onto the bed <laughs> and I lifted my legs up and the bottom part of my leg just fell to the one side. Yeah. And that's when, I, that's when I knew that, look, this is not fine. Something is definitely wrong. And the next day I flew back to Cape Town was probably the worst flight of my life. Yeah. Where I obviously had to, I had to sit where the cabin crew was sitting because of the leg room. And I remember every time we had turbulence, my knee would, my leg would just wobble, you know, and would want to fall to the side. Eventually we got to Cape Town and I went for a scan. And that's when the doctor told me that I've done a good job. I've completely ruptured all my ligaments in my knee. Every ligament. So all my ligaments in my knee was off. The only thing that was attached, I think I speak under correction, was um, the, the nerve and the ligament on the outside of my knee. But everything on the inside was ripped off, completely ripped off. Wow. I remember, Brandon, you know, obviously you had to wait a little while for your surgery. And I remember uh, coming to the hospital the night before your your surgery, because this was going to require fairly extensive surgery, wasn't it, to yeah. completely rebuild your knee. Uh, and I remember coming with your assistant coach, Ian Taylor, and former Santos goalkeeper, uh, Preston Youngblood, to come and come and see you and encourage you and 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 pray with you and I, I remember at the time and again I stand under correction here but I remember at the time you telling us that the uh, surgeon had, who was very experienced at dealing with sports knee injuries had said to you that this was the worst sports knee injury that he'd seen and I think he was advising you that you know it would be probably 18 months before you'd play uh, and I remember that moment vividly. You were actually remarkably calm. Maybe you were feeling different on the inside. We'll come to that in a moment. But I, I remember saying to you, you know, we need to respect the wisdom and knowledge that God has imparted to the surgeon, who was clearly a very skillful guy, but ultimately wasn't the surgeon that was going to have the final word. And uh, And I also remember... I believe quite prophetically saying to you, I believe that out of this experience, you were going to have fresh testimony. Just just tell us, you know, what you believe God was doing in your life at that moment. I mean, at the time, you know, 18, 19 year old boy, surgeon telling you there's a chance that um, you might not be able to play football again. That's, that's definitely, that's tough. And also... I think at the time, it was for me, from the day I got injured until the time I got my scan and then obviously my surgery, it was like God speaking to me, you know, and I got reminded of how I was living my life, how pride was standing in the way of a relationship with God. Mm. And it was like God telling me that, look, it's not all you. Because if I take this away today, what do you have? What can you do then to, there's nothing you can do if I take this away from you. And it was like God reminding me, telling me that if it's not for him, I wouldn't have been where I am today. And I remember that time leading up to the surgery after having that encounter. 
it was like just a sense of calmness over me even after the doctor told me that i might not play again and if the surgery goes well it will take 18 months for me to before i hit the field again for 18 months it was probably going to be recover to rehab strengthen the leg and do all that stuff and i just felt a strong presence of god telling me that from here on <laughs> if it's still going to be all about you then probably it it was going to be a case of me not being able to play again you know and i remember making that decision there and then that from now on it's not going to be all about me and i'm going to explore a god-centered life mm -hmm. i'm going to explore the fact that i want god to be in the center of everything i do because for me growing up grew up in a christian home and went to church i was familiar with with the idea of god being in my life i think that was the moment i came to realization that without him i am nothing without him none of this is possible without him i can have the talent and everything but without god in it it's it's like a dead end you're just going to play and run around for yourself there's not not going to be any sense of satisfaction because football can't give you that mm -hmm. there's nothing in life that can give you that satisfaction than god and i think that's when i made the decision i decided that i'm going to live my life for god and my sport i'm going to play for him and i think that's what 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 changed everything for me that mindset shift and that's what made me so calm going into my operation and knowing that i will come out and things will be better yeah i mean I, I i remember i don't know who it was somebody once said if if i have my sports but i don't have jesus i've got nothing Definitely. but if i have jesus and i don't have sports I i've everything. got everything and and it's not that sport is not important it's a good gift from god as you've just just said but you'd actually forgotten god you'd forgotten the one who'd given you the talent and the opportunity in the first place and it's it's beautiful to hear your story brandon of how god has has worked deeply in your life and has continued uh, to do so but a lot of people listening to this podcast will be i think touched and and encouraged maybe challenged by what you've you've just said but the reality is that out of this you discovered a new life you you were born again you got a relationship with god through through jesus christ but it's still a long way back um, and what people might not realize is it wasn't 18 months i think you were back training with within 10 months and you played your first game, I think, a reserve team game at Cape Town Stadium 11 months after this surgery. Just tell us about that journey. You know, what did you learn? I think you've already answered this in some way about what you learned about God in yourself. But what were the things that got you through those 10, 11 months? Because they must have been tough. Anybody who's injured talks about how lonely it is, how easy it is to get depressed, how easy it is to get anxious and stressed and fearful. The things that were very important for me was my support structure, having my my girlfriend, now wife, and mother to my kids, parents, and people like you, who obviously you were there to give me some encouragement, you know, and then I think obviously respecting the the doctors, the physios, 
the coaches. So really staying with the process, trusting that they knew what you needed to do in terms of your work. Yes, definitely. I mean, after having the chat with you at the hospital and you telling me that we have to, to, to respect the, the surgeons, the doctors, God placed them in charge over us for that moment. But ultimately, he has the final say. And I think for me, it was important to take that approach while doing my rehab. I think also the important thing was for me to stay connected to the team because that was, that was kind of um, a driving force for me. You know, that was motivation for me. There is light at the end of the tunnel. This is what I'm working towards. I'm working towards getting back on this field and enjoying the ball, enjoying the time with my teammates, going into training every day, being in the changing room match days, all of that for me really helped me. And the people around me that was praying for me, that was supporting me, because I mean, I was, I was in a brace for quite a while and it was, it was difficult with crutches moving around. So having my, my wife there by me, that was my girlfriend back then, supporting me, you know, running around for me, getting stuff for me, my family, my parents, you know, my friends. It was, it was definitely a blessing for me. And it was an eye opener for me as well to see that these people are really behind me. They really support me and they really believe in me. And that was encouragement enough for me, you know, to get through my rehab and all of that. And just trusting that God's hand is in this whole recovery process and that you will bring me back to 100% fitness. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard things in there, you know, faith, trusting in God, support team, family, your friends, your sports chaplain, trusting the process, particularly the, the physios and, you know, the medical folks. Um, and then I think the final thing was connecting with your team, staying involved. I, I, I see so many guys when they're injured and it's understandable, almost withdraw from being involved and you kept yourself focused. I remember you bringing incredible energy to the dressing room. It'd be so easy to have a pity party, yeah. but you know, you chose, you, you chose to, to support your team, stay involved and, and do what you could to, to, to make a difference to, to the team. And I think all of those things actually aided your healing process. It's not a surprise that it wasn't 18 months, that it was actually 10 months before you were out on the field. So I think there's some really great lessons in there for, for anyone who's, who's injured and anyone who's going through rehab. But your, your career, we don't know for definite, but your career maybe, you know, has gone in a different direction as a result of your injury. Do you have any what if moments? You know, what if I hadn't got injured? Do you have any what if moments wondering what might have happened to your career if that hadn't had happened? A lot of us definitely have what if moments, but I, I try not to dwell on it too much because I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. It's not what we want, but what he wants or what he has set out for us, you know? And I remember back, back then I would always think, what if? I did not get injured because when I came back from my trial at Ajax Amsterdam, that was November, I got injured in December, the January the following year, 2015, they actually called and asked about me because they were looking for a goalkeeper. And that's when they signed 
I speak under correction. That's when they signed Andre Onana, the now um, Inter Milan goalkeeper. Mm. And, you know, I always think, what if I did not get injured? That could have been me. But then I remind myself that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it's not to, to live in the what ifs, but to focus on what he has in store for you and taking that head on and focusing on that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Really powerful. So what are your hopes for the future, Brandon? To, to one day being able to play my football abroad. And, but I think for me, it's just to, to live in the moment. And what I mean by that is to obviously just cherish every, every gift, every talent God has blessed me with using it every day to the best of my ability, because he's given me the, the gifts and the talents and what I do with it is my gift back to him. So for me, it's just to use that every day. And I love inspiring other people, inspiring younger kids. So just using, using my, my, my God-given talent to do so, to encourage a, a boy from the Cape Flats, to yeah. encourage a, a boy to show him that, look, you can make it out there. You can go out and, and make it on the big stage. And I think also just representing my national team at the highest level, qualifying for a World Cup and being able to play in a World Cup. That's obviously one of the big dreams. And then just, I think, to just be there for my family, my growing family, be that um, the, a good husband to my wife, to be a good father to my kids, be a, a, a encouragement and inspiration to them firstly before I want to be a inspiration to others out there. But I think starting at home. Yeah, and the Bible is 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 so clear, isn't it? That that actually we have to start in our home first. If we lead well in our homes, then we can lead well uh, elsewhere. Brandon, that's that's incredibly inspirational. Our time is beginning to run short, but I've got to ask you about the call up prayer book because I know you use it. Uh, but how do you use it? And what's your favourite prayer? or theme in the book and why? I love using it pre-competition. And I think that that is, is probably one of my favorite themes in the book is the pre-competition prayer. But then also one that I love a lot is one of the prayers when you're injured. It's called the faithful father. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind, I would like to read it. Okay, it goes as follows. Thank you for hearing this prayer and helping me as, of, as I face this injury. I trust in you and submit to your will, and I know that you will never forsake me. Give me the strength and discipline to persevere through my treatment and recovery, and with the wisdom to participate constructively in my own treatment. Guide the medical team in their care for me, and please bless my friends and family as they support me through this challenge. Enable me to look beyond my own needs at this time and following the example of Jesus to look to the interests of others, including my teammates, coaches, family, friends, and those who might need to receive your love through me. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. The reason I like that prayer is because if I think back also to my injury, this is probably a prayer or something similar to the prayer I had prior to my, my operation. and. If I look into it, most of my challenges and situations that I was facing, that's in this prayer. And it's, it's something that, that I feel that can really help. You know, when, when you are faced with injury, 
it's a prayer that you can read constantly and you can find encouragement. That's really powerful, Brandon. And then finally, we're going to be asking all the athletes on this podcast this, but tell us your, your locker room song, you know, your, your a worship song that inspires you and helps you to live not just in the world of sport, but to, to live your life for the glory of God. Share that song with us. What is it? I think that song for me is called God Will Work It Out by Maverick City. And I think the, the reason why I love you know, listening to that song, even before training or before game. When when you are in the heat of battle, you know, and and things things don't go your way, and you're going one nil down, there's one minute left, you're thinking about what people are going to say and all of that. And there's this verse in the song that says, when my heart is full of doubt, feels like faith is running out. I've come too far to turn around. But I know that God will work it out. Brandon, it's been incredible speaking to you. I've got absolutely no doubts that whoever listens to this uh, now and in the future, especially those who are going through injury and rehab, especially those who might be struggling in other areas of their lives, will just be really encouraged that God is able to work in our lives in the darkest of moments, the most difficult of moments, that he hasn't abandoned us, he's present with us. Thank you for sharing your faith journey. Thank you for sharing your football journey with us. As I say, no doubt whatsoever that many, many uh, people are going to be encouraged by what you shared. Much love to you and the family, Brandon. God bless you. God bless you, Bruce. Thanks for having me. It was so lovely chatting to you and sharing my story. And I hope that people will draw encouragement out of it. God bless you. The Call Up Podcast, where faith meets sport and life. This is brought to you by Sports Chaplaincy South Africa. The power of his dream brings you here. LIA Productions. Mm -hmm.